my family was evacuated from our home and our schools and all that stuff. And it was just very traumatizing. But I will say like in the wake of 9-11, I've never seen Manhattan come together in that way. And that was kind of the feeling that I was feeling in COVID as well. Like it was, there were so many sad, terrible things happening, but I saw a lot of like empathy and people coming together. And I kind of wanted to build a platform that um, embodied that in some way. Um, so then Danielle and I connected and we were like, let's start this platform together. And here we are. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week, In this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Alex Bushman is the co-founder of We Gave What, the philanthropic arm of We Wore What, which has a massive social media presence. They're based in New York City, and they share charitable initiatives and also raise awareness for small businesses. It all started in the beginning of COVID, when Daniel Bernstein, the founder of We Wore What, wanted to use her platform to help and support small businesses and people in need. Her and Alex teamed up, and they've been making an impact ever since. Alex Bushman, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So cool. We were just talking before we hopped on, uh, and Alex lives in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Yeah. Super, super <laughs> fun. Uh, me and my wife used to live in Greenpoint, which is just north of Williamsburg. I just, that area is just so awesome. It's like just so young and up and coming, and there's so much to do there. And I was telling Alex too, I was just in Williamsburg this past weekend on Sunday seeing some friends. Uh, in Domino Park, and it is so beautiful there. And honestly, it, it was just nice to be back in the city. You know, I lived there for almost eight years. Um, and really just being back, it just felt good. There's like an energy that's in this city that I just kind of forgot about. And it was just really fun to walk around, see all the young, vibrant people um, just out and about. It was a beautiful day. Um, so really cool that you live in Williamsburg. That's awesome. Thank you. It is very alive right now. Yes. <laughs> Cool. And then, so Alex, you are a co-founder of We Gave What, correct? Correct. Yeah. 
Yes. Awesome. So we'll get into that, of course. Uh, but we gave what is the philanthropic arm of We Wore What, correct? Yes, by Daniel Bernstein. Nice. And I checked out, I mean, I checked out everything and We Wore What has like millions of followers. Wild. So can you just, I guess, just tell us just a little bit um, about We Wore What and just kind of what that is before we get into what We Gave What is? Yeah, absolutely. So Danielle um, is a influencer. She was kind of one of the first people to kind of pioneer that space like 10 years ago. Um, and she started off as like a fashion blogger, influencer, um, et cetera. But kind of during the pandemic, started to use her platform to support small, like to open her up her platform up to the community and support small businesses and nonprofits. So that's kind of when I split into her DMs <laughs> and we can get more into it from there. But yeah, she has a huge following of like 2.8 million followers, I think it is now. So yeah. Amazing. So cool that she's using that following for something even better than what she was already doing, right? Like blogging and putting out information is is incredible. And then to use that massive following um, to raise money and bring awareness to organizations and small businesses is so cool. Uh, so how you guys got in contact, you just DM'd her one day? Yes, I sent her a cold DM. <laughs> 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 and then, so how did that even get started? Was was your DM about we gave what? So basically to back up a little bit, when the pandemic started, I was working for a small business actually in Long Island City. So kind of close to where you used to live mm -hmm. um, called Eat Off Beat. And it's led by refugees and immigrants, um, started by two siblings who came over from Lebanon. Really wonderful people. The chef, it's like a super small team of chefs from all around the world. And since we were in the catering business, when the pandemic hit, literally like overnight, all of our orders got canceled. So I was staring at like our platform that had all of our orders, like events, everything for the next few months and like just watched it like vanish literally like in front of our eyes. Um, so the, this was like March, I guess, 2020. And it was super scary. Um, and we like sat around as a team kind of, and we're like, okay, like, what are we going to do? Um, so the chefs being refugees and immigrants are like super resourceful and resilient and are used to this kind of thing, you know, where you have to kind of think on your feet. Um, so like within a few days came up with an entirely new product. So we went from a catering company to delivering like these pre-made meal boxes with different dishes from all around the world um, to people's doors. Um, and basically the idea was that, you know, these New York city gave these chefs who are refugees a home when they needed it most. So now they like when New Yorkers were super scared and didn't know like what the pandemic was going to mean, um, the refugees kind of wanted to like do their part for the city and the community by like spreading love through food. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So then the reason that I connected with Danielle was because I saw that she was using her platform to um, like shout out local small businesses. And I was like, I have a small business that I think you would like. Um, can we please deliver you food? So I actually don't. She was staying with her family in the Hamptons at the time quarantining. And I actually don't have a license because um, I grew up in New York City. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I still forget that. Um, but my little sister was home from college and she was like working part-time as a driver for eat off beat. Cause like we were just in like crisis mode. So, um, my sister and I drove a meal box out to the Hamptons, <laughs> um, 
and delivered it to Danielle and her family. And literally like within moments of like her posting this video about us, like literally it was maybe two stories or three stories. We had like all these, I managed social media at the time. So I just was watching like all the followers come in, like all the messages come in, like asking to place orders, how to support us. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like really something, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah. So cool. How did she post about you guys? Was it in a story or in like a feed post? She just posted a story, honestly. Like it was just like, I feel like she posted like, this is eat off beat. This is what they do. And like, did like a panoramic of like the food that we delivered and was just, she did a really amazing, something that I appreciated her from that initial interaction was how well she captured our story. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's something that was so, you know, it's like such a powerful story and it's not, you know, you want to tell it delicately and you want to be mindful, like when you're sharing these, these chefs stories, cause they're so, you know, profound. Um, and she did a really good job sharing that with her community and it really resonated with her community. And that translated almost immediately to orders and followers. Got it. Awesome. I'm, I'm really like interested in that because what we just started doing at spread of love movement, like a month ago is I was just like a little bit before a month ago, I was sitting there and I'm like, how can we make a bigger impact? Like how, what else can we do to spread some love and, and create some change? And then the idea of showcasing just, um, you know, small businesses or charities uh, kind of popped into my mind. And I'm like, all right, this is a, you know, a, a great way to do that, to use this platform, to bring more awareness to these beautiful people and these organizations that are happening because, that's what they need, right? They need more acknowledgement uh, and awareness of, of their existence uh, and what's going on. So we've been doing that now where we've been picking, um, again, a charity organization, some sort of foundation. And then in stories, we've been posting about them for like two weeks in a row. So two weeks straight, we post about them, um, again, just to encourage people to support them. So in that story itself, it's like, okay, that even just makes me feel better about the whole thing that, you know, that like it works and it does resonate with people and it can be super helpful. Mm-hmm. So that's great that it worked out that way. And yeah. it, it's just interesting too that, so obviously COVID has been extremely difficult and tough, but good things have come out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is an example of one of those good things. It's like the company Eat Off Beat had to re strategize and figure things out. And in a few days, they did it, which is just so cool. Um, and then their new mission, too, of going around and delivering food is amazing. And like because of that, that's how you were connected uh, with Danielle. And that's how it just kind of grew. And then that's how this thing formed. Right. So it's like without COVID and without the original business model shutting down, we don't get to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've probably used the word pivot like a million times in the past year, but I feel like that's what everyone did when COVID happened was just like pivot. And like, it was obviously last year has been so heavy, but you're right. that so many like beautiful things kind of came out of it. And I think that that was kind of part of my, so after I delivered the food to Danielle, I was driving home from the Hamptons and I like I was taking a shower and I had this idea I was like this could turn into something like bigger like she has this amazing community like we could build a philanthropic arm of her platform together mm-hmm. and the so the the inspiration for that kind of was like I was nine years old or eight years old when 9-11 happened and I was living in Bowdy Park City like a couple blocks away from the Twin Towers um 
And obviously like that was like a huge monumental part of my like childhood that completely changed, like, I guess how I like saw the world. Um, Like my family was evacuated from our home and our schools and all that stuff. And it was just very traumatizing. But I will say like in the wake of 9-11, I've never seen Manhattan come together in that way. And that was kind of the feeling that I was feeling in COVID as well. Like it was, there were so many sad, terrible things happening, but I saw a lot of like empathy and people coming together. And I kind of wanted to build a platform that um, embodied that in some way. Um, So then Danielle and I connected and we were like, let's start this platform together. And here we are. (laughs) Yes. It's just like, those are just such good stories of how like beauty is all around us. Mm-hmm. Even in like the most difficult times, like 9-11, I mean, I'm from upstate New York. Again, I'm only about like an hour away from the city. I can't even imagine living in the city during that time, especially being a child, mm-hmm. right? But the fact that how New Yorkers and the world and people came together to love and support each other, like that stuck with you from eight or nine years old. Like mm-hmm. there's an energy there that is only created when terrible things happen. Because we have to almost see in moments what we're not to know who we are. You know what I mean? We see this terror. We see how terrible that is to know, okay, that's not who we want to be at all. So who do we want to be? We want to be loving to each other. We want to be kind and supportive and all these incredible, beautiful emotions that can come out in a terrible situation like that. And then now fast forward 20 years later, and like it's like that experience for you that almost like sparked the idea of this now. And right, because of that experience, now you're you're doing something even better now, years down the road, and you're making an impact and helping people and changing lives. It's just so cool how how beautiful the world is, really. Yeah, I totally agree. And so one thing that like really sticks out in my mind about post nine eleven was, um, I remember we received in Japan the um, paper crane as like a symbol of good fortune, and I remember I was in fourth grade at the time, and I remember we got um paper cranes from uh, like another elementary school classroom in japan and like just like that gesture of like someone across the world like i'm i mean i know maybe making a paper crane is pretty uh intricate process but like it's a small gesture but it made such a difference and and for the past few years every time i've gone to the 9-11 memorial with my family they sell like paper cranes there so i got in like a paper crane um And I just feel like those little, so our motto at We Give What is we all have something to give. So whether that's like a paper crane or it's like, you know, a a toy for a toy drive, or if it's like a financial donation or like, even if it's just like resharing a post on Instagram or or, or tagging somebody, like I feel like that all makes such a big difference. Um, And it's been really cool to see like how her community has like mobilized and how our community is growing um, in those ways. So great. It's like, yeah, I love that. We all have something to give. It's like we do. You you, you could have, you could have um, in material world, nothing, literally, mm-hmm. but you can give your love and you can give your kindness and you can give your energy. And it's like, those things are free. Mm-hmm. And for me, those are like the most important things in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And the, and the fact that we're able, actually able to give those things away for free, they don't cost us anything is like, there's so much power in that. Like our kindness doesn't cost anything to give that to another person. One of the most beautiful things that we can give the world or to that other person. Just amazing. Life is so cool. Life is cool. One thing that we're doing that's really, that I think is really uh, 
kind of powerful right now is um, we're welcoming a family of refugees from Afghanistan to New Jersey. And we had like a few different ways to um, support the drive. So one is obviously like purchasing home supplies, but another one is just to handwrite a card. Um, and I feel like that's like such an, again, like another small thing that we can do that just kind of like shows love and kindness that is like a small gesture and doesn't cost too much, but has like a major impact on somebody. A major impact. There are, um, there's, uh, a couple brothers who have a company it's called blankets of hope and they're based in New York city. Oh, cool. I think that they, I had Nick on the podcast. I think he lives in Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure. So Blankets of Hope, what they do is that they hand out blankets to homeless people in the city. Mm -hmm. It obviously gets freezing um, in the city. So it's just like a beautiful company that they've started uh, in a nonprofit. And But what they do in that is they partner with schools all over the place. And the kids will write a note to the person that they're handing the blanket to. And Nick said that it's like been life-changing for these kids. It teaches them compassion and empathy and kindness and love. Like at such a young age, it teaches them to respect and love other people, no matter where they are in life. He really said like the note is so impactful for the people who receive it. It just like lets them know that they're not alone. It lets them know that someone cares about them and, and just has love for them, even though they'd never met them before. So I love that you guys, that you do that too, right? And you might think too, it's like, well, this is like really tiny. And like, what is a note? It's like the note, the note is probably more impactful than the blankets in their situation. You know, to each your own, everyone's different depending on how cold that might be. But there's just, there's, ugh, love is everything. So mm -hmm. when we're able to share that with people and that little note is love. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You know what I mean? So to be able to give that to another person, again, especially someone who you've never met before. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just feeling connection to each other and feeling support. Like that is so important. That could literally change someone's life and their whole trajectory of like of the path that they're on. Yeah. So I, I love that you guys do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Of course. So you literally just reached out to Danielle and you're like, hey, let's, <laughs> let's take this somewhere further. Like how did that yeah. go? Yeah. So I sent her a DM and she, I remember like waiting for her response <laughs> and being like so nervous and like talking to my boyfriend and being like, is she going to see it? And then I remember, you know how you can see on DM when it's seen. Yeah. I was freaking out. And then I remember seeing like the, her bubbles and I was like, oh gosh. And then she was like, um, she was like, I love this idea. This is amazing. Let's like talk or something like that. Um, and we just kind of like got on a call and we're like, she was like this, she, we were like, you know, expression building the plane as you fly it. Mm -hmm. That's, but that's what we, we were doing in the beginning. She, we knew that she had this massive platform. We knew that she could do all this good from one story, mm -hmm. you know, but we didn't really, neither of us had ever built like an organized, a charitable organization before I, my background was in nonprofits and small businesses and um, social impact strategy. So I kind of had an idea. Um, and then she obviously has been doing what she's been doing for, um, 10 plus years and is really good at like her building community and all that stuff. So I feel like our skill sets like really like balance each other out well. But in the beginning, we just were like, let's just get this platform up and running and let's just start like kind of what you're doing. Let's just like 
um, start highlighting one small business or one nonprofit or like, et cetera, a day. And then um, she actually sits on the board of an organization called the River Fund, um, which is an organization that um, fights poverty in New York City, specifically in Queens. And that kind of her just organic involvement with them and how we were able to support them throughout the pandemic because they were feeding like four times the amount of families that they normally feed because so many people were losing their jobs. So that connection just kind of like built this foundation for how we could work with nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Um, So we started doing like nonprofit interviews or like um, Amazon wishlist drives for specifically for the river fund. She would donate a portion of proceeds from every brand launch to uh, like a charitable initiative. Um, and so that was kind of like the nonprofit piece. Oh, we had, we had this like amazing network of like volunteers who would go to the river fund every week to like help with the pantry, which was like, so cool to see how like people were just like stepping up and like wanted to be involved, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the small business side, we saw the impact that her one story could have on like, you know, keeping a small business afloat during the pandemic. So we started to think of like more creative ways that we could support our small business partners. Um, so, so, so now we've done like three pop-ups um, in Soho, which has been really awesome. Like being able to see these small businesses experience their retail for the first time in like the heart of New York city. And like each small business owner has like the most incredible story, beautiful product. Like it's been, it's been really cool. So you're doing pop-ups for these small businesses that, that where they can just sell their products right there in real time. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so we, we started last, we did like a holiday one last year and it went really well. So we've done, uh, we did a summer one and then we did a fall one that's like about to wrap up. Um, but like to be able to see the small business owners and like come see their product, like in person is like just awesome. Probably so nice for them to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and then can you just give like the overall, um, of we gave what is it? So like exactly what other types of companies or small businesses you work with, um, like how often you are posting about them and just like the whole, cause I'm really interested too. I'm like, okay, like what other companies do you guys work with? Like, how does this work? Because in talking to you, it's even I mean, it's beautiful to spread the awareness of what you're doing so people can know about it and help. And then me, I'm also like, huh, how can maybe Spread Love also do something similar to make and, you know, make to make a major impact as well? Because the whole goal of Spread Love movement is to help people and change their lives and, and just create more love and more peace. And like things like you guys and what you're doing, that's why I love highlighting people who are doing good in the world. Because in the news and in so many outlets, there's just negativity and the bad stuff that's happening. When in reality, there's so much good that's happening everywhere. There's so many people who care about other people and about helping them. So just really grateful uh, to have to showcase uh, people and companies like yours. So yes, back to the original question. If you can just uh, just give a little bit more information uh, about what you guys are doing. Yeah. Well, just to say something about your platform, I feel like every time I look at your page, like it, it brings a smile to my face, which I feel like is probably your goal. So yes. um, <laughs> I think that's awesome. Um, especially cause it's so easy to get lost in like the negative pl- like spaces of social media these days. So, yeah. um, thank you for your platform as well. Oh, um, you're sweet. Thank you. <laughs> and when Kayla, um, posted about, that you're going to be trying to do this more. I like immediately also slid into her DMs because I was like, I have so many awesome nonprofits, small businesses. Like I would love to send your way. 
um, for highlighting. Um, and just like, I think another thing that got me interested in pursuing this was since I used to work in the small business and nonprofit side, I was like, these organizations and these small businesses are doing such great work. It's just about getting more people to know about them. Right. So it's kind of fun being on the other side now and getting to like meet with um, all these incredible people and having the platform to be able to share it. Um, so that's really exciting. But um, what was your, sorry, your original question was how often do we, or like what, what kinds do we share and how often do we share? Exactly. Um, so I would say that we have like areas that we like to focus on in terms of like our nonprofits. Like we're, we're interested in education. We're interested um, in mental health and mental health. We're interested in equity and diversity. And, and so we have like these pillars that we kind of like stay under because I think in order to be successful, like we need to be like a little bit um, focused. Like we can't just be posting like every single thing because then it doesn't feel authentic to to us and, and also Danielle, ha- you know, Danielle, who's the face of our brand is a person who she has passions, she has interests, and you want it to be like a natural alignment and authentic. She wants to be able to speak about it with authenticity, you yes. know? Mm-hmm. So, so, so we just, m- most of the stuff is incoming to us. Um, and just, she is really, I would say awesome about like having opening up her platform to be able to connect with people and be like, this is something that would be great for we gave what, and I'm on, we gave what, like being able to interact with like all these people as well. Um, but yeah, we're meeting new nonprofits and small businesses every day. It's just a matter of like trying to figure out like how to mindfully and intentionally share them all in a way that like each one gets like enough love and support. And we're not just like, post, 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 like all these different things, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Right. You want to do it strategically. Um, and I love that, that you're kind of within a certain like realm or idea of the charities or nonprofits that you want to post about. I think that is an awesome idea because it does keep a little bit more structured. And then again, for Danielle, if it aligns more with her, then that's where all the energy comes from. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say she knows her community. She knows what her what her community's passionate about. They follow her for her. So like they're gonna resonate often with the one with the causes that she is passionate about. And then it's also an opportunity for us to kind of, if there's a topic we think that her followers, there's room for like education or like, you know, stuff like that. I think that's an interesting opportunity as as well in terms of like thinking about who we can partner with so we can all like learn t- more together about these topics. Yes. And you said it's mainly um, organizations now reaching out to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. When like you're, that shows you right there, you're making an impact, right? Where people, enough people know about you where now they are just reaching out to you um, to be showcased. Just so I'm, cool. I'm sure you're in the same boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, like yeah. Yeah. yeah it, honestly, it is nice. It, it makes, it just simplifies things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when companies can reach out. And uh, for me, as long as it's got a good message, as long as it's something that I can get behind and I feel like they are truly making an impact, I'm like all on board. Mm-hmm. And uh, so- Some people for you. Yes, I honestly wrote that down. Send us small business this to showcase. Well, so we should definitely, yeah. And Kaylin mentioned that to me as well, uh, that you could help out with that. And I think that would be uh, tremendous uh, to be able to do that. How do you guys structure it? Are you doing a different one every day, every like bi-weekly, every two weeks? How does it go? Um, that's a great question. 
I think going back to the, like building the plane as you fly it type thing, like we're, we're still figuring out like what works best. Um, right now we, I think we try to focus on like one thing or a couple of things at a time, like one drive at a time. So our community can really get behind that drive. Um, maybe like one small business, like thing at a time. So like right now we have our third show fields pop-up happening and it ends, um, in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So right now it's like really about making sure that those 11 small businesses that are part of that curation get like shown like a lot of love and that like we've fallen in love with these small business owners. So we want like our communities to be able to like fall in love with them as well. Um, so that's like on the small business side and then on the nonprofit side, um, like right now we're doing, what's our current drive? So we're doing this thing for um, the home supplies drive for the Afghan refugees that are coming. Um, so in a couple of weeks, we'll be going to like help set up the home and like make it like welcoming so that when they arrive, because literally like they fled the country like with nothing besides mm -hmm. the clothes on their back. Um, so they arrived in New Jersey with nothing. So um, that's like a big focus of ours right now. And then um, maybe next month we'll do like a book fair. And then like the month after that, we'll do like our, our Thanksgiving turkey drive. And then the month after that, we'll do like our December toy drive. Um, but that's been, I mean, we're only a year and a half old. So it's been hard because there's so many different causes that need attention. Yeah. Um, and that could you support, especially when the pandemic was happening, it felt like we wanted to be doing as much as we could, but also you don't want your community to get fatigue of like people throwing different causes at you, you know, then you don't really know like where to spend your energy. So we, we're trying to be like, like more focused about it as we grow. Got it. And that's so cool, right? Like you're learning as you go. Learn so much. And that, <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. And I appreciate you being honest in that. You know, some people might be like, we got it all figured out, like no vulnerability. We know everything. And it's like, it's okay to not know everything. Most people don't. Most people are figuring it out. Yeah. I, I constantly have like imposter syndrome and feel like I don't <laughs> anything. Even when I was, Kayla asked me to be on this or when I was asking me on this podcast, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I don't know, you know? So yeah, but yeah. I, I, I'm reading this book that's actually by another female founder. And she was saying that like, I don't know, 90% of CEOs who are women and just in general, like have imposter syndrome. So I think that that stat was, I'm like, we're all just kind of yes. pretending like we know what we're doing. Exactly. Honestly, the more books I read or listen to, or the more interviews I, I listen to, it is just such a synonymous theme that like, we're all just figuring it out as we go. Mm -hmm. Right. I'll, I'll look at certain people and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how do you do that? How have you, and then I'll see an interview of being like, I don't know what I was doing before I started it. I just took a shot. I'm like, here we are. And even today I'm like, still figuring it out and making mistakes every single day. It's like Gary Vee talks about making mistakes all the time. And I'm like, all right, cool. Cause I get imposter syndrome too. It's like, it's like love is, is truly, I mean, it's who we all are and this is who I am, but I still get the, the imposter syndrome of like, am I going to take this as far as, as maybe someone else could, or am I going to really be able to create, you know what I mean? It's like the, the thoughts just, they do just creep in and mm -hmm. it's okay. And I'm glad you came on to do the podcast because it's like, you should be here. You know what I mean? There's no imposter in you right now. Like, and it's okay to not always know. And it's okay to do the best that we can with what we have in that moment. Mm -hmm. 
it's that's how everything was built. And like the more and more I learned that I'm like, it really just it, it's like a sigh of relief. Like right when you read that book and she said 90% of um CEOs have imposter syndrome, it's like, okay, I can breathe a little bit more now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I, yeah. I read this other thing or like another quote or maybe it was a meme. I don't know, but it was like that the difference between like creators and just like normal and people who don't end up creating their thing is that like they just do it. Like everyone has like the doubt. Everyone, there's a million reasons why you couldn't start something or shouldn't start something, but like creators, they just do it like despite all that stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, and that also like resonated with me. Yes. And it's like, you, you do, you like, you fail and then you just keep going because yeah. failure, I don't believe in failure. Mm -hmm. it, it's like not a thing unless you accept it. If you accept it and believe that as your truth that you failed at something and then you gave up and moved on, it's like even in that situation, it's like, did you really fail or was something else just better for you? Was like mm -hmm. your energy taking you in another direction and your manifestations just brought you to a more beautiful place? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if it's like something that you want to stay at, it's like you choose to potentially a like, quote unquote fail. It's your choice to stop doing it or to never even get it going in the first place. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that too. Cause it's beautiful that you did it. You're in the middle of it. It is a year and a half now into uh, the organization. And uh, it just goes to show you that, you know, even a year and a half in, I mean, that is still so young, but mm -hmm. it's like still figuring stuff, figuring stuff out. I'm figuring stuff out every <laughs> single day. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> It's when wild. I, yeah, it is wild. There, so two things like when I was um, right before the pandemic, I so I'd been at Eat Off Beat for like two years. So I was kind of thinking about like what my next step would be. So I was applying to like all these jobs, and I literally was getting rejected from like every single job. I got like rejected from a job from Spotify that I thought was like my dream job in the whole world. And there's this other influencer who says that like there's no such thing as failure. It's just redirection and that we should think of ourselves as like Google maps. And like, if you like, it's never like a dead end, you're just like rerouting or something like that. I like to think of like your life as like, you're, we're just constantly being rerouted and that's cool. Life is what we make it. If like something doesn't work out, it's our choice to allow that to potentially tear us down and then to do nothing. It's our choice. But it's like, it's like, okay, well, I didn't get the job at Spotify. Yeah, I really wanted that. But okay, it's like, thank you, God, or thank you, universe. Like, where are you going to take me now? Seriously. And like, kind of thank God you didn't get that job because now, like, look what you're doing. And I did want to ask you too, uh, just with this position and, and what you're doing, do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel like this is a part, of, at least at least a part of your life's purpose like what is this doing for your for your soul i feel extremely fulfilled like i have n i've always worked in i mean i worked in nonprofit then i worked for the small business and i was super passionate about the mission of both but i've never felt like this like ignited by anything and mm. i feel like like in the past year i've probably there have been times where i've been more exhausted or more like you know drained than like I've ever been before but like I think that's because when you're like building something or when you're so passionate about something like the highs are really high and the lows are really low um but I'm like so happy to be where I am in my career and just excited for it to continue growing and for we get what to continue growing and just for like all the opportunities from this
Yes, because it's like, who knows where this can take you? Like, this is just a part of your life. Um, I want to read something really quickly. So there's a, a gratitude pact that um, one of my buddies, he was actually on the podcast. Uh, two guys actually had created this. Uh, they were both on the podcast. They're beautiful people. And uh, this is so good. Um, so it says, be thankful when you don't know something. Like when we don't know something every single day, like we're trying to figure this out. It's like, be grateful or be thankful when you don't know something for it gives you the opportunity to learn. Like, yes. Be thankful for the difficult times during those times you grow. Yes. Be thankful for your limitations because they give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge because they will build your strength and character. These are all like so aligned with what we're talking about. It's kind of crazy. Uh, be yeah. thankful. It's wild. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. I love it. So this is actually what made me think of it when you said you've never been like more exhausted in the past um, year and a half. It goes, be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means you've made an effort. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, and there, there's more. I'll send you the whole thing. It is just like, this just shows you the power of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. and how everything is our choice. And I know that sometimes that's like a radical statement that everything is our choice, but it's like, it's hard. It is though. It might be really, really difficult to make this choice, but that doesn't mean it's still not our choice to do that. So it's like when we have all these challenges and all these things, it's like, right, be thankful for the difficult times during those times you grow. But if we are in a state of mind of being like, F this difficult time, this sucks. This is doing nothing for me. That can, that, then that will be your reality. But if your reality is to be thankful for those difficult times because you know they're going to help you grow, well, then that's the world that you're living in. You're living in a more positive space. You're living in a space that is going to help you grow, right? So it's just like it's all about our perspective. It's all about how we perceive things. And I, this is like my favorite thing. I've been saying this a lot lately. In life, it's not what happens to you. It's about what you do with what happens, mm -hmm. right? So it's just like it's all based on who we are and our mindset and our heart set of, of just our vibration and our views and our choices to in these really difficult times or these times of, of unknowing to be grateful and thankful for them because there is such good in those moments, but it's up to us to choose to see the good. We can see the bad all we want and that just sounds way worse that life just sounds that <laughs> life just sounds way more difficult, um, but it's our choice to to see the positive uh, and to be thankful for everything. You, you can literally look at everything in life as a gift, and that is a that is a truth that I am working on every single day. So, like when something quote unquote bad or negative happens, it's like okay, like literally, where is the gift here? There's something here that's going to help me. It's like that Spotify when they. When you got that email, whatever it's saying, you didn't get the job, I can imagine that was like, well, this sucks. What good could possibly come from me not getting my dream job? Mm -hmm. But it's like, if we can take like a further step back and just see us from a higher state of being, they can be like, it's okay. It's cool. I know that you don't know <laughs> right now, but this is actually going to get you to where exactly you want, you need to be. So I know it might suck mm -hmm. right now, but. And when we can just see life like that in every moment, this is a gift. Like I got laid off from my job 
a few years ago. And at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm like, what am I? I did not see it coming. And that was really one of the best experiences I've ever had by far. It's like, I cannot be more thankful and grateful. But at that time, even at that time though, I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the gratitude here. I'm trying to be thankful. It's kind of tough, but it's like, it's like those things that we think are quote unquote bad that actually end up being something beautiful for us and take us really to a place that we could have never gotten to without that experience happening. Yeah. I think they can be really motivating. For real. Definitely. They, yeah, absolutely. They, yeah. Cause sometimes honestly, we need to kind of be kind of like pushed into a corner for us to really mm-hmm. thrive. And, and it creates us to think differently. It creates us to act differently. So it's like, well, that was that really a bad thing? Mm-hmm. You know, if it created me to, totally. to be this, this version of myself and, I don't know. I'm excited for you. And I can tell in talking to you that this, you do feel fulfilled. That's why I was like really excited to ask you that question. Um, Cause it does. It just seems like, you know, this, what'd you say? I saw your face. I could tell you were yes. a little excited. Cause that's like, <laughs> and then I, when I heard my answer, you were like, yes. yes. <laughs> Cause that gets me so excited for people and life when people are living your purpose and you're feeling fulfilled. It's like, that's literally why I do spread love movement because it fulfills me. Like I know, and and like in that fulfillment that comes from helping people and making an impact and changing lives and helping people move out of depression or anxiety and like all of these beautiful messages that, that uh, people send. It's like when we can live our soul's purpose and a life of fulfillment and it's just, it's everything. It changes our entire life. So to be able to connect with someone else who's doing that it feels great. And to bring more awareness to people like you who are doing that, I think just encourages and inspires other people to follow that in themselves. Yeah. And and I feel that every day, like when I'm connecting with the small business owners or the no- people who work at these nonprofits who are so passionate about what they're doing or why they started their business, why they're like championing this cause. Like I get so much inspiration from these people and my, like, it's just, my circle has gotten like a lot bigger. And like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel very grateful to have, I feel like social media can be like, you know, the DMs can be such like a negative place sometimes, but they, I've also had like so many like relationships and friendships and come out of it, which I'm very grateful for. Yes. Gratitude is everything too. Um, yeah. Alex, where, so where do you, I guess, where do you see this going? I know, you know, we're still pretty early, but it's in it's such an exciting part of it because there's still so much room for growth mm-hmm. at this point. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think that there's this gap, I guess, in, uh, I was gonna say in the market, but f- you know how there's like corporate social responsibility, Right. I think that there's this room for there to be this like new industry of like influencer social responsibility. Mm-hmm. Influencers have so much reach and power and people trust them so much and like follow them and like like they're your friend. And like if your friend like I think that there's so much room for that to be tapped into to create change in the world in like a super innovative way. And I think traditionally in the past, change has happened like, you know, like nonprofits are doing this the government's doing this, uh, poor profits on this side. And then like, you know, celebrities are over here, like whatever. And I feel like what's the 
future should be everyone is like coming together to be like, these are the resources that I have. This is how we can all work together to create change. And I'm like super excited about finding different ways to like make that happen and like make these connections. And that's why I feel like social media is so powerful because I could be in New York City doing this one thing and someone else can be in like, you know, Florida or California doing something else and we don't know about each other, but it's like, oh wait, there's so much synergy between what we're doing. Let's work together and we can make a bigger impact than either of us could have individually. So big picture, that's like what I would like to work on and like the industry kind of that I would like to create or, or yeah. Got it. And do you feel like, is this going to, I mean, you're so young and again, we're so early. Thank you. Yeah. I'm turning 29 next month and I'm like, oh my gosh, last year of my twenties. <laughs> Yes. Uh, you're good. You're, I mean, super, that's incredibly young. Can I just, okay. can I just really tell you when I, I feel like this is everybody or most people, when I turn 21, I'm like, oh my God, I'm 21. Like what the, what the hell? When I'm 25, it's like, oh my God, I'm mid twenties now. When you're 20 and 29, <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm almost 30. And it's like, yeah. we all need to just like, and I did the same thing. That's how I know. We all need yeah. to take a step back and breathe and be like, we're so young. There's so much <laughs> of our life yet left. Um, yes. the 20s were such a great time. The 30s are even better for me in my mind. And to me, life just keeps getting better as we get older. Yeah. Right. And there's just like, I, I, am, I am psyched for my 30s. I, I will get psyched for my 30s. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you, like mo a lot of people, you have just like m much more sense of like self. Yes. Um, and like potentially what you want in your career or what you want in your life. Um, and your 20s are just like, Kind of like being broke and like having fun <laughs> when i was living in new yeah. york city during my 20s um i mean there were times i i luckily grateful uh made made good money but i was a disaster in like, <laughs> but in like a fun way um like i wasn't i wasn't into spirituality at all i didn't come into who i truly am and like i'm still coming into that person and that version of myself but my 20s were just like filled with a lot of drinking on the weekends, a lot of like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drinking, just like getting. <laughs> yeah. Some weeks. Some weeks. <laughs> exactly. Some weeks, right? Yeah. Some weeks, Monday, some weeks, Tuesday. And um, yeah, I don't, as you get older too, like you just said, you kind of come more into your own and uh, mm -hmm. you just understand more who you are. And we should just be grateful the older that we get. Not like, like I'm, I'm about to turn 35 next, well, in like two weeks. And it's like, am I going to be sad? I'm mid thirties. And I have moments I'm like, oh, you're 35, but I'm like grateful that I'm alive at 35, mm -hmm. grateful for where I am right now. And just, again, when we can find gratitude in situations, in every situation, it just, it changes everything. When we can just change our thoughts on something, our whole life changes. Are you a Scorpio? I'm a Libra. Oh, you're a Libra. Interesting. Yes. Also, I feel like, disaster but in a fun way could be the name of a podcast like by one <laughs> year olds yes. wow disaster but in a fun way and just talking about your life in new york city in the tw in your 20s yeah. mm -hmm. that's a good idea a good that name. is a really good one um yes alex i'm just i'm excited for you that uh that you're on your path like you're on your journey of um you know really coming into who you are and doing really good you know what I mean? Putting out a lot of love and support and helping each other. It's like, we're all connected. We're all one. So when there's people like you and organizations like that, that literally live that truth in physical form, it's just, it's really special.
it's really cool to say. Thank you. I feel like everyone else is doing like the good stuff and I'm just kind of like, or like Danielle and I are just kind of like putting the pieces together and like giving like a platform to like amplify. So it's really like the, the people that we're working with that are doing the awesome work, you know, yep. but thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. And right. It's like that, right. They are like the catalyst. They're like the starter. Mm-hmm. But again, the fact that Danielle and then you are using that massive platform to create change. It's like, cause a lot of people aren't doing that and that's okay. And that's okay too. You know, really to each their own. It's like, maybe they're helping in something else, but it just, right. yeah. Maybe they're helping off social media, you know, like it's not like we see what everyone's doing, but I, yeah, just agree. Yeah. Agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah. And it's just great too that like, you were so inspired. It's like, again, that way how everything unfolded. You worked for the other company, mm-hmm. COVID hit. You, they started doing something different, right? In you doing something different, that's when you reached out to Danielle. In you reaching out to Danielle, she loved that idea and jumped all over it. And now look where we are. Yeah. Um, this year was the 20 year anniversary of 9 yeah. 11. And I was able to like share my experience 9 11, like on our platform, which was like the first time I've ever shared it with like that large of an audience. But it just, um, I felt like that because that had been like a huge part of the inspiration for like starting the platform for me and like to, to show that like New York is like strong and like forever and like, re- like what we're re- resilient when we come together, it kind of felt like just kind of like everything was aligning yeah. or felt aligned. And I think that was like a really, um, obviously that's like a hard day, but it, that was a, a good feeling. In a way it kind of came full circle. Yeah. On, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, like that experience with you in 9-11 was connected to the experience that you had now in wanting to reach out to Danielle. And then I, it's kind of wild that we just had the 20 year anniversary of 9-11, but I don't, yeah, when things are aligned and they come back around, it's like, it kind of hits you even more and like locks into place even more. It's like, okay, what I'm doing is, 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 is meant for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And like what I'm doing makes sense yeah. for who I am. That's something that I feel a lot when I talk to like our small business owners or the nonprofits again, just because it's like everyone has such a clear purpose for doing what they're doing. And like, so that like, it's such an honor to be able to like share their stories mm-hmm. on our page. Cause often you're, you're shopping a small business or you're supporting a nonprofit, but you don't know like why necessarily it started. Um, and I think people like, everyone has their own story. So I think people connect with other people's stories and like they're, when they're aligned, like it, I feel like people align with you on it and like want to support it and, and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I have someone who I would love to share with you because I think that she has a very similar story as well, but, um, yeah, it's, it, that's one of my favorite parts of this, like having this platform and being able to connect with these people. Yeah. And literally you mentioned this before too, a little bit, but like how great for you, that every single day you are connecting with and you're chatting with and in the same energy of these people who are doing incredible work in the world. Mm-hmm. Like what a gift for you to, <laughs> to have that yeah. every single day. It's like, um, yeah, it's like when we are intentional about where we're spending our time and our energy and the people we're communicating with, that changes our lives. It helps create who we are as individuals. So the fact that you are surrounding yourself with really beautiful people, you know, it rubs off on you. It becomes who you are. 
and it can just raise your vibration because you're in that energy of love and support and connection throughout every single day. So it's like even on those days when it gets tough, you know, you, again, gratitude, your mindset, where does it go? It's like you can always just find gratitude for the, the world that you're in right now and the sort of environment that you get to work in and the, and the people that you get to meet every single day. Hey, I'm happy for you. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> so I want to just take a quick step back and I'm going to say this to you and I'm saying it to myself as well, literally. So it's like, right, again, the imposter syndrome kind of takes over us sometimes. That's okay. And like you saying that, like, you didn't even know if you should come on the podcast and, and talk about it. Like, I get that. Like, I really, really, I really understand that. So like, let's, let's uh, us both just have love for ourselves, right? And understand like, we're here for a reason and a purpose and to never doubt ourselves in moments. Cause like those doubts are going to creep in, but to know that like we're worthy and that we're loved and that what we're doing is making a difference and it's really creating change and impact, um, and to never let our fears or insecurities stop us from living our truth. Because it's easy to do that. That can happen a lot. And to everyone out there listening right now too, don't ever, together, collectively saying this as one, don't ever let our fears and insecurities prevent us from expressing and being our truth. Right? Because in our fear, Maybe I don't start spread love movement because I'm afraid of like what's going to happen or what people are going to think. Or maybe you don't start joining this company or co-found it. Or maybe you don't come on podcasts because you think you're not ready yet or you're not where you're supposed to be yet. But it's like not even for ourselves. Like think about the world and how we're keeping that beauty from the world and from people knowing about it. That makes me like emotional almost. Like almost makes me just like, it, it, it's such a beautiful sentiment. And I think that that's something that so many people who are starting something or, you know, part of starting something like feel. And I think that especially it can be super isolating starting something because you're doing it like by yourself or with one other person. Yeah. And so you're the responsibility of like, you're, you're the person who's talking to yourself. Who's like, you can do this. Like, Know, having this internal dialogue like should I do it should I not do it so like to hear someone else say it also <laughs> is like an emotional kind of you know yeah totally like everybody let's just let's believe in ourselves let's just love <laughs> ourselves unconditionally and anything that we feel like is who we are in our truth let's express that to the world let's all not allow our fear and anxiety and the negative thoughts of oh my God, all the self-loathing thoughts that could come in prevent us. Because one, it's preventing us from living our truth. It's, it's, it's dampering our light. That's like a huge, huge one. And then two, it is by, by not doing that, it is preventing the world from seeing our beauty and seeing the love that can just flow through us. So do it for yourself, but then also do it for the goodness of the world as well. Do you watch Ted Lasso by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the happiest show ever. Um, but you do watch it? Yeah, so Kayla told me about it. Uh, and she's like, you, so I watched like the first four episodes, so I need to continue to watch it. And she's like, you should watch it because Ted Lasso is just like the most positive, like authentic guy ever. Um, it is, it is such a good one. Yeah. I think it's like a TV show that like we really needed during COVID. Um, but there is this one, I won't spoil anything, but there's just this one scene and an episode where one of the characters is like, they're talking to him about confidence 
And he asked this woman, like how she's, how she is as confident as she is. And she's like, I just like make myself really, really big, like physically like big before I go into any like meeting or like whatever. And I feel like it's like so cheesy or whatever, but I like did that before like a meeting and it like, I, it made me feel like big and like confident. And like, I felt like such a cheese ball and like super silly, but it also was like, all right, like I'm big. I got this, you know? Yes. And it's like little tools and tricks like that. They work. Yeah. They really, really do. So no matter like even how like cheesy it could be. And honestly, I don't even want to use the word cheesy because that does give it like a, like a negative connotation. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yes. if that's what works for you, then that's all yeah. that that's all that matters. Yeah, and that's going to help you show up and live your truth and be who you truly are. Then that's all that matters. All right, cool. So Alex, will um, we will start to wrap things up. The question that I ask everybody um, on the podcast, and it's the one I get like most excited about. It's like the whole purpose of spread love movement. So Alex, what do you feel like you are doing in life? Uh, that is helping in a shift, an eclective shift of consciousness of the planet to be in a place that's more one and more loving and more accepting of each other and more understanding, more supportive, more empathetic, uh, and one that's just really more together. So like, what do you feel like you do every day to help aid in that shift of consciousness? That's a big question. Um, but I think by having this platform that has a community of people from who are from around the world and being able to use it to share these different people's stories who might not normally like talk or might not normally like maybe understand each other's like point of views or might not like some did a, an interview recently with an Afghan um, influencer who's, I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, but her family was in Afghanistan, like when the Taliban took over the country. And I feel like you know, you can read the news, but like to actually hear from someone who's has family there and grew up there. Um, I feel like that's like just the storytelling is so important and like building empathy and building these community, this um, just building like a more global community of people who are like compassionate and like want to like support one another when you like actually know someone else's story who might have like a different story than you. Um, and we really saw the effect of that. Like we are now doing this drive and, and so many people were like willing to donate like home supplies for these refugees who are being resettled and wanted to write welcome notes and all that stuff. So I think it's just about using this platform to, to share stories and connect people from around the world. It's gotta be like so invigorating and feel so good when you see all these people helping and, and uh, contributing. It's really like powerful to watch. Sometimes I don't even believe like the way that people like mobilize and step up um, for things that don't directly affect them or don't even yep. directly affect a community that they're part of. Like I know we're running out of time, but we did when, um, when everything was going on in Lebanon last month or yeah, last month, um, we used our Showfields uh, small business pop-up um, in Soho to double as like a supplies drop-off. And the amount of people that came in with supplies was like, I almost was like, I don't know what to do with all this supplies. Like we were shocked at like, it was literally 20, 20 large suitcases worth of supplies. And I was just, I'm constantly moved by, by humanity and like by the people that we 
you know, have in our community. Yep. That's why this, this is so important because we're just bombarded with the, the quote unquote bad or negative people mm -hmm. where I feel like those are people who just need our love the most. Those are people who are just struggling, but we're bombarded by that. And sometimes people like they give up on the world, they give up on their faith in humanity. And it's like, this is so important because this is just evidence that there are so many good people who exist in the world, that there are people who are donating and contributing and, and giving when it has no imp impact on them whatsoever, just out of the kindness of who they are in their heart and their soul. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, as a last thing, like, I feel like something that we try to do is show people different ways. Like, again, our thing is we all have something to give. So trying to show people different ways that they can make an impact. So people don't ever feel like, um, helpless or like, cause I feel like that's a really easy feeling to feel. So it's like, okay, yep. here are a bunch of different ways that you can make a difference. Um, so that people can like, you know, feel the impact that they're making. Totally. Well, you want that's I love that because you want to empower people mm -hmm. who right feel like they maybe can't give anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause how crappy that feeling must be to be like, I want to do something, but like what can I do? And the fact that you can give them that of what they can do is so, so empowering. Yes. And just uh and honestly, good for you too that you get to be around all these these other people too, not even the business side of it, but the other people who are helping and contributing. Because yeah. those people are everywhere. They're everywhere. There's more of them than there are not. Mm -hmm. And it's really like things like this that bring awareness to the truth of that and that those people exist and that they're out there and that they are really helping. Yeah. there's. I can't remember where I saw it, but there's a quote that's like, find the helpers. Like the helpers are everywhere. Like you just need to like find them. And I feel- They literally- Yeah. Yes. They literally are everywhere. Yes. All right, Alex, before we hop out, can you just tell people where they can find you on social media? Uh, and then we gave what and anything else you wanted to share? Sure. Uh, so thank you so much for having me. This is super of fun. Um, my Instagram handle is Alex Bushman with a B and our we gave what handles we gave what? Love it. <laughs> so good. Awesome. Everybody go follow. We gave what? Yay. Check them out. See what they're doing see what companies, organizations they're helping out. And if you are in a position to do so, help out. <laughs> and if you feel like you're not, they will empower you and let you know what else you can do to give. So good. <laughs> yes. Yay. Cool, Alex. Yeah, I appreciate. Well, first off, I appreciate you being here. Most off, I appreciate who you are and what you're doing uh, and how you're contributing to the world. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Of course, because it's really people like you, again, and organizations like this that make impact and make a difference and inspire so many other people. You guys inspire such good to be created and manifested in the world. Thank you. It's just incredible. I hope so. Of course. We're trying. <laughs> yes, you definitely are. Everybody, thank you for, um, for being here. Appreciate you being a part of just the conversation uh, in this episode. Thank you for learning more about Alex. Alex, I appreciate you just being vulnerable in yourself and opening up. So nice when people do that. Um, and everybody, can't wait to see you next time. We have so much love for you. Hopefully this episode just inspired you or helped you in any way at all. It's all love. We love you and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Love you. <laughs>